This episode brought to you by Progressive. Most of you aren't just listening right now. You're driving, cleaning, and even exercising. But what if you could be saving money by switching to Progressive? Drivers who save by switching save nearly $750 on average. And auto customers qualify for an average of seven discounts. Multitask right now. Quote today at Progressive.com. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. National average 12-month savings of $744 by new customers surveyed who saved with Progressive between June 2022 and May 2023. Potential savings will vary. Discounts not available in all states and situations. What's up, Knicks fans? It is a hard Knicks life. We're available on iTunes, Spotify, SoundCloud, Stitcher, and Google Play. Right, Barry? That's right. If any of you use SeatGeek, use promo code HARDKNICKSLIFE, all caps, no spaces, for $20 off your first purchase. And for any of those of you that do not use SeatGeek, maybe start using it. At least once. That's all we care about. (laughs) That's right. It is a hard Knicks life. This is Season 2, Episode 11. The Knicks are back, Barry. Oh my God, how long have we been waiting? It feels like forever. Life as a Knicks fan has never been easy. We've been tortured for decades by a franchise that never seems to get it right. The Knicks most of us fell in love with. You know, those tough, defensive-minded, willing-to-do-whatever-it-takes Knicks. The squads that fought tooth and nail for everything they got. The ones that had coaches hanging from legs of opposing players. Oakley, Mason, Starks, Ewing. Those Knicks represented everything our city stood for. But since we traded away the big guy, the greatest Nick of all time, our franchise has become a joke. Over the past 18 seasons, we've had only five playoff appearances, seven playoff wins, and just four winning seasons. But now, 19 years later, something feels different. We've got a front office finally committed to rebuilding the right way. We've got a new coach who is connecting with our players and our city. And we've got a roster filled with youth and potential. Oh, and big-time free agents are starting to list us amongst the teams they actually want to play for. But let's face it, we are Knicks fans. We go into every season with the feeling that maybe, just maybe, this year will be different. But we've been fooled before. So until it actually is different? Until those free agents start signing on the dotted line. Until our lottery picks become everything we think they can become. And until the team that takes the floor shares the same passion that we have. This is Randy from North Bergen. I'm Mark. I've been a Knicks fan for 24 years. This is Bart. I'm from D.C. Hey, guys. This is Manny from Stanford. I've been since the early 90s. It is a hard. It's a hard. It is a hard. Knicks life. Knicks life. Knicks life. It is a hard. Knicks life. What up, BD? What's up, Craig? Barry D in the house. <laughs> Barry motherfucking D. On today's show, we're going to talk a bit about the open practice from over the weekend, right, Barry? Sure. No, fuck that. <laughs> yeah, why are we talking about the open practice when we just had our first glance at this team as a team playing against somebody other than themselves? Exactly. The Knicks season has officially begun. Preseason. Dude, I was excited all day. I couldn't wait for tonight, man. Well, we got four quarters and an overtime. Yeah, I could have done without the overtime, but <laughs> I, was, I was excited going into it nonetheless. Knicks won 124-121. Yep, but was it really about the win, or was it about no. seeing who we got, seeing the lineups Fizz was throwing out there? This season is never going to be about the wins. Yeah, you're right. 
Which is why I was looking forward to this preseason game as much as a regular season game. It doesn't matter. We just want to watch all these guys play as many times as we can. You make a great point. We got a lot to talk about, Barry. We're going to talk about the rookies, who looked good, who didn't. We saw a lot of Knox, a lot of Mitchell Robinson, some Alonzo Trier. We'll talk about some of the vets. Mitchell Robinson getting under the skin of Markeith Morris. That was fun to watch. Yeah, I I was like replaying my TV to see what the hell happened. Yeah, I don't know if any of us really know what happened. But Markeith had some comments after the game, so we'll get into that a little bit. Fizdell says that all the starting lineup spots, Barry, are up for grabs, right? Yep. So you and I are going to talk about who we think should be in the starting lineup just based off their performances from this one game. You ready for that? Yeah, what are you waiting for? So Barry... We're back. We finally have a good reason to tell our families we can't hang out with them. Yeah, I threw it out there to my wife. You want to watch the game with me? She's like, no, I'm going to bed. (laughs) I was at like 8 o'clock. I I called my wife like six times from work today just to make sure that the Knicks were recording. (laughs) Yeah, I I set it up last night. (laughs) And then I called at 7 when I was driving to just say, can you just make sure that it is recording? (laughs) She's like, yeah, it's recording. I'm like, MSG, the Knicks game. (laughs) <laughs> and it was recording. Yep. Before we get into the game, Barry, earlier in the day, did you see that the great Nick legend Patrick Ewing talked to the entire team in Washington? Yes. And it seemed like this was like the first time that he was invited to do that. Is that unbelievable? It's crazy. And yet, but it shows you, I mean, if that's the case, it shows you how like this new regime is changing things. Yeah, they spoke about that during the game, right? Like, Fisdale has connections with celebrities, lots of players, former players. Yeah. I think in the summer, the Knicks all went to see a movie or something together. Right. And one of the stars in it spoke to them. Yeah, I mean, for for it to have taken this length of time to get Ewing back to the Garden to talk to a current Knicks roster, especially, like, a young one like this. I mean, it's not like Ewing's, like, some hobbit that's, like, hiding in a hole somewhere. He's been around the game of basketball for, you know, so many years, even after his uh, retirement. It's crazy. I mean, who knows what the situation was there? Like, maybe there was some bitterness between the Knicks and Ewing because the Knicks never really gave him a shot to become a coach. Right, and all the more important that this happened. Maybe he didn't want to speak. Who knows? But obviously, Fisdale was able to get Patrick to speak to the team, which is awesome. Because, like, that's, like, the next best thing to Patrick just coming back to the organization. Like, he's back in some way, even in that mentoring kind of way for these young guys. Then we got some news later on of who was going to be starting in the game tonight. Were you surprised that Lance Thomas was going to be in the starting lineup? No, I wasn't that surprised. Um, you know, I mean, Lance is like unofficially the captain of this team. Um, he brings, I think it's officially, or he was last season. Yeah. So I don't know how official, right. I don't know how official it's not like he has a letter C on his Jersey. So, but nonetheless, he's the captain of this team. He's been, you know, he's got, he's got the longest tenure with this team, right? Don't ask me questions on the spot like that. (laughs) He does. He has the longest tenure. Possibly. He definitely does. Um, so no, it didn't surprise me that much. You know, who are you going to put in that slot? It, it, it didn't surprise me. And, you know, I mean, this lineup, I mean, I think my prediction was maybe one player off. I had Nilakina in for Burke, although actually I didn't even predict it for this lineup. I said for the start of the season. So, uh, yeah, no, it was, it was perfect. Burke and Hardaway in the backcourt, you had Knox, then you had Thomas and Cantor. So no, it, it was fine for me. And again, it's a preseason game. Lance was probably in there because Fizdell wanted to start Burke. Hardaway, Knox, and Cantor. Four guys not known for their D. Like we've said, and many people have said all offseason, 
you got to stick someone in there who plays D. Since it wasn't going to be Frank, wasn't going to be Robinson, I guess he decided to go with Lance Thomas over Hazonia just for D. Lance Thomas is huge, by the way. What happened to him? Yeah, he looks big. Uh, he upgraded his hairdo. He looks good. Is that an upgrade? I think so. What did he have going on last season? Last year, I think it was um, cut pretty short. It was like a buzz cut almost. Um, so now he's got some some style to it. He's got some height to the hair. Thumbs up. <laughs> Barry Barry approves the hair. There's a lot of height on hair for this team, I've noticed. A lot of guys up their game this year. I mean, Nilakina with the uh, with the highlights. Canter, uh, he uh, modernized his hairdo a little bit. Mm, a little bit. Maybe. So right off the bat, Barry, uh, I mean, you could see, I mean, it's a preseason, but you could see that the offense, there was a lot of ball movement, a lot of motion. Good to see. Nobody really hanging on the ball for too long. Kevin Knox, Barry, looks, just looks so comfortable out there, right? He really did. And I mean, talk about versatility. And I mean, one area um, of his that, you know, I thought he would be decent, but now after this, even this one game, I think he's going to like blow the numbers out of the water is rebounds. He was just always in the right spot to grab down that board, finishing with a double, double 13 and 10. But I mean, just, I mean, grabbing rebounds left and right. It was, uh, yeah, very impressive. Yeah. Like you said, he finished with 13 points, 10 rebounds, three assists, two steals, two threes, led the team actually tied for the team lead with Nilakina with a plus minus of plus seven. Does he remind you of Kevin Durant out there? A little bit, a little bit in his, uh, just the, the free flowing way about him. Um, he brought up the ball a bunch of times too. You know, you, you're not used to seeing a six foot nine guy all the time, bringing up the ball, um, which he did often. And I mean, that, that was one thing about the way Fizdale had these lineups going is that there at all times there were multiple guys on the floor that were able to, to push up the ball quick. Yeah. For me, Knox just weaves like up and down the floor with the ball, silky smooth. Yeah. Took it hard to the basket a few times, not shying away. Right. Taking a jumper on a break, like a mid range jumper on a break, nailing it, hit a couple threes to kick off that second half moves at his own pace. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. Started off with a few misses, but, um, you know, but he stuck with it, and then, uh, you know, his game turned around a little bit. Here's Kevin Knox after the game, Barry. First night in a Knicks uniform, and you pull down a double-double. What part of your game tonight came the most naturally to you out there? Oh, uh, yeah, I mean, I talked to Fizz before the game. I mean, he just wanted me to really focus on defense end. He really wanted me to rebound the basketball tonight, and that would uh, – Kind of translate to offense, so I got a lot of rebounds, got a lot of fast rate buckets, but the offense will come. So he just wanted me to focus on my defense and rebounding tonight. All right, Coach told Knox to focus on rebounding, so he goes out and gets ten boards. Pretty good. Pretty and just how good. many minutes? How many minutes did he play? Twenty-six. Ten boards in twenty-six minutes. I don't think he had anywhere near that many boards all summer league. And again, I mean, when you had a guy like Cantor last year pulling down all those rebounds, he wasn't you know, leading the charge after that. He was dishing it out or he was slowing the team down if he did try to dribble up the court and you were like, all right, pass the ball. Meanwhile, Knox, he would get out, dribble it out, pass it up court. And uh, yeah, a lot of opportunities would develop. Dude, Robinson tonight. There's nobody that I enjoy watching play more than Mitchell Robinson. Yeah, yeah, he's fun to watch. You know, we got to see, you know, he only had one block tonight, but it was a, it was a great block. You know, it was a, a shot that got off that you didn't think he was going to get a hand on and yet, it just extends up there and, and pushes it out. How many lobs did they throw for him in that first half? Oh, uh, dude. 
I mean, having him on this team, whenever he is anywhere in the center of that key, just guys just want to just throw up the ball up. And, and there was a couple, there was only two connections tonight, you know, for those alley oops. I think, yeah, there but was they like tried two, like at least five right. or six times. Yeah, that, that, that's, that's right. And um, yeah, it, it's great to have a player like him out there. Hazonia had that great feed for the oop for his first one. Yeah. And dude, that I know that no one was crazy with how Moutier played tonight, but he had that one on the fast break that I don't know how Mitchell Robinson caught that ball and threw it down. Oh, yeah. That was a weird angle that that ball came to Robinson. You're right. He just reached back, grabbed it, and found the basket. That was, uh, that was a good connection. But Robinson was so active on both ends of the floor, getting rebounds. He's fast. You know, for, for, for a guy at seven foot one. He has quickness. And, you know, I don't know if it's true what we heard about a little bit about, you know, um, is fatigue going to set in? Is his conditioning up to par? But, I mean, when he's at 100%, he is fast. And he was irritating the shit out of the Wizards. And that was apparent when Markeith Morris was going up against him. Yeah, what went down, you know, while that guy was taking a free throw and they were down, you know, uh, you know, waiting for the free throw to go up. What, what went on between the two of them? Because all of a sudden something happened. The Knicks were playing some video of, of someone speak, of someone. Uh, Nil yeah, Nilakina was talking. Morris and Robinson were lined up together during the free throw. And it looked like, you know, like you normally see guys trying to get, get positioning before the free throw goes up. Right. And yeah, and, and they're going back. And Morris has words. He's up in Robinson's face. Then all of a sudden, Morris gets a second technical is ejected. I don't even know. Was it his second? He got one down at the free throw line on the other end. And then I believe got another when it just kept going. You know, like him and Mitchell were like bumping into each other. But Mitchell wasn't doing anything. No. <laughs> Did you hear what Markeith said after the game about that? No, no. I'd love to hear it. So here's what he said. He's a stupid-ass rookie talking too much. Well, obviously, I didn't like what he said. And, you know, the refs overplayed it. Threw me out. That stupid-ass rookie was talking too much. Oh, is that what he said? Yeah. Really? So we got Mitchell talking shit in the first preseason game to Markeith Morris. How great Not is like that? Markeith Morris is some great star or anything, but it's great nonetheless. I wonder what he said. What do you think he said to him? I have no idea. I can't even imagine. Here's what uh what our co what coach Fizdale had to say about Mitchell Robinson tonight. Yeah, that was awesome. Uh, you know, you don't instigate it, but you don't back down. Um, we saw that in summer league from him. the kid's tough. You know, don't let a, a slim frame fool you. He's not gonna back away. Kid grew up in some tough surroundings. I'm sure he got in a few scuffles down there uh, in the Bayou, and so. Um, that's who we are. That's the Knicks DNA. We're going to keep holding on to that. Uh, we may not necessarily totally instigate stuff, but we're definitely not shying away from stuff. So that was great to see. That was like old school Knicks basketball by a 20-year-old, one rookie who hasn't really played much at all since high school. Right. And everything we've seen seems like this innocent, you know, happy, <laughs> non-confrontational type of dude. He's like, I'm going to beat the shit out of you in Fortnite tonight after the game. <laughs> For me, Robinson and Knox were awesome. Great debuts. Yeah, yeah, they really were. And, and don't forget uh, Trier. Trier, you know, right. It took Trier a while, you know, it looks like, to get comfortable with this game. But in that fourth quarter, he, he pretty much lit it up doing a little bit of everything. I mean, I mean, he was perfect from the line, six for six. Um, you know, I think he knocked down a three at one point. He, uh, I mean, he was up at the uh, above the key on the right side, and there was this opening. And he schooled this guy. It took him to the hole to finish. 
So uh, he had a, he had a good night. The Knicks rookies were really getting under the Wizards' skin. I I, I remember Trier. The, you could tell that the Wizards were getting pissed when Trier was just shaking and baking them. Yeah, he was. He was to get all the way to the basket for the layup. He did that same thing like twice in a row. The second one didn't count because he got fouled before. Right, right, but he did finish it anyway. Dude, what do you yeah. even call? What do you even call those moves he's doing? Like you said, it's a little shake and bake. I mean, he, he had those stutter steps. He he was quick, and he was just getting by his defenders. He's like crossing over, shaking it, his shoulders, shaking his hips, throwing his head around, and before you know it, he's by you. He's one of those guys that's going to have those hot streaks when he's feeling it. There's just going to be no stopping him, which is uh, pretty cool. Um, it's going to be uh, fun to have him back and forth this season between uh, Westchester and New York. Yeah, he's a good guy to have come off the bench when you just need some buckets, need some excitement. Maybe your team is struggling with the energy that night. My problem with Trier is he's a, he's a he's an ISO guy, right? Right. He excels when he has the ball and he doesn't have to give it to anyone, essentially. Right, right. But, you know, that's for Fizdale to kind of figure out is to put him in situations, put him with other guys where that's going to work. Um, now, what, what, what's the situation? There's some type of restriction with like a, a, a maximum number of games that a guy like him under his particular contract can play? Yeah, but I believe the number is 45, 45 days Trier could spend with the Knicks. Right. He'll go back and forth between the G League and the Knicks. But unless they decide to sign him to a regular deal and he makes the team. Right, right. Kind of like what they did with Burke last year. Right. I was actually DMing with Trier. I love this guy's attitude because I've been trying to get him on the show for a while and he's always said like he will. Right. Which either means that he likes you too or he's just stringing you along. <laughs> so I said, promise you'll come on the show before you make it big time and forget about us. And he wrote... LOL, I'm locked in right now. I'll eventually come on the show, but I got business to handle. Handle that business tonight, Barry. Handled is the key word. Dude's got great handles. He does. He really does. Who stood out for you in the point guard battle tonight? Yeah, Trey Burke who started, right? Right. Nick's got off to a good start. Trey Burke was his usual self, getting to the basket pretty easily. Didn't put up big numbers, though. Seven points, one assist, two for six from the field. Finished a plus two with two turnovers. Right, but he did look quick. I mean, he looked quick. There was a few times when, like, there were just no options for him, and he realized he had to do it himself. And he looked, he looked explosive to me. Um, again, not big, not big numbers. You know, he didn't put up the scoring numbers that we're used to seeing him do, but uh, definitely, you know. Definitely speed and quickness to the basket. By far, obviously, he is the most capable offensive point guard we have on that team. Moutier came in as the first point guard off the bench, and he fell down a lot. <laughs> That's right. Which we're used to. Yeah. I think he missed his first three drives inside, got real close, got knocked over, missed. Right, he had his one, you know, circus shot that he normally has in a game. He got that in? Yeah, yeah, he did. I think that was the shot he made. <laughs> that was the shot he made. <laughs> the shot. Moutier finished one for six, three boards, five assists, Barry, at four points. Had a, I know he had a nice a long pass to Knox for a three. He had a nice alley-oop on a break to Robinson, like we said before. And then Frank Nilakina played 15 minutes. Five points, two assists, one steal. Tied with Knox in the plus-minus with a plus-seven. He was relatively quiet, though. Right. I mean, one one thing, though, that you know we did see that I don't think we would have seen last year is you know Knox pulled down a board, and like we were saying before, you, you know, ran the ball up. 
passed it to Nilakina and Nilakina pulled up for a three-pointer, which, which I don't think he would have done last year. Um, and he hit it. He sank it. Um, so that was good to see from him. But that was really about all we saw from him. You did see tonight some moments where Frank got inside, was pretty much wide open, and then fed the ball out for a Knox open three. I mean, it was right. a good look to Knox. But he should have easily put that ball up to the hoop and probably gotten a bucket. Right. I'm not going to look too much into it. I mean, obviously, it's the, it's the first preseason game. Um, I mean, we definitely saw what Fizz is talking about with positionless basketball because the number of lineups that he threw out there with different guys in positions that you wouldn't even thought that, you know, would have been an option out there were incredible. I mean, can, can, can I you know, run down some of the lineups to you. Go for it. Right now, just to, so you can appreciate it. All right. So, I mean, obviously we know the starting lineup, Burke and Hardaway, Knox, Lance Thomas, and Cantor, right? So, Moutier then comes in for Burke, and Robinson comes in for Cantor. All right, still pretty regular. Then he substitutes Nilakina in for Knox and Hazonia for Lance. So, now you got Moutier, Hardaway, Nilakina, Hazonia, and Robinson. Right. That was about five minutes to go in the first. Then Trier comes in. For Hardaway. So now you got Moutier and Trier in the backcourt. You got Nilakina, Hazonia, and Robinson. Then Burke comes back in. So you got Burke, Trier, Nilakina, and Knox comes in for Hazonia and Robinson. No offense, Barry, but are you going to go through the whole game of, of the substitutions right now? I want you to appreciate <laughs> your all these different lineups. <laughs> yes, my note-taking. Let me put it into, uh, into action. And to start the third quarter, listen to this this lineup. You had Moot coming out of the half. Moutier, Nilakina, Hazonia, Knox, and Robinson. I was actually very excited when I saw that lineup in the second half. Exactly, yeah. And they actually played really well. I think they went on like a 9 nothing run to start the second half, right? They did. And then after that, you know, Fizz was just trying to get everybody in there. I mean, they, they finished the game playing everyone. All 17 guys played. Um, 16 out of 17 guys scored. There was only one who didn't score, which was uh, Kadeem Allen, um, who, who played a lot, but uh, you know didn't have much to show for it. Um, but I mean, the fourth quarter, you know, which which most of these guys played the entire fourth quarter in overtime. Trier, Baker, Dotson, Hazonia, and Cornette started that fourth quarter and then soon after that Vonley came in Vonley played a lot of the he was the, he was the five essentially a lot of the second half yeah I think you could see based on how Fisdale used everybody who's going to be on this team and who's going to get playing time right did yeah. you notice that tonight yeah yeah for all sure. the guys Cornette Baker Hicks um, Dotson yeah I mean guys, I don't even know if you could put Dotson in there yet but he's definitely on the fence those guys are not going to be in the main rotation. I mean, you look at, and I'll even throw Hardaway in there, but Hardaway, Nilakina, Knox, and Hazonia are four pliable guys that can really move around and fill whatever hole you need for them to fill, you know, while you have your other bookends, your center and your, and your point. Um, the other guys can just rotate around. And it's great to have this versatility on this team and guys that can pass. And I mean, I was impressed with Hazonia's defense tonight. Um, I mean, he didn't, I don't even think he, he recorded a steal, but just his, um, you know, his presence out there. I think he ended up getting a lot of stops. Yeah, I liked Hazonia. He had some nice passes. He's he's bigger than I thought. He handles the ball well. Brought it up a few times. Obviously, fits into Fizdale's system. He had a good all-around game, Barry. Eight points, five boards, two assists, five turnovers in 22 minutes. Now, Craig. Yeah. Uh, Luke Cornett. Hate him. Hate him. Okay. Now, he looked to me like he put on some weight. How come nobody's talking about here. the weight that he put on? You don't think so? Because nobody cares. 
Because nobody cares. That's why they're not talking about it. I, I'd like to know. I wonder how much he weighed last season and how much he weighs this season. Come on, Barry. He didn't bulk up. And if he did, we don't care. Nobody's talking about Luke Cornett's body except for you. Clyde was talking about Noah Vonley's body, though. He said he looked like an Adonis. <laughs> That's right, he did. Actually, he did. in about like two minutes, <laughs> Ashley Vonley played. Vonley played Von twelve Lee. minutes. Yeah, I'm glad you brought up Vonley. Vonley could be a surprise this season. I mean, his power. Oh, you're his you're with you're with Clyde. You love his him. versatility. Clyde yeah. said more nice things about Noah Vonley than he has ever about Frank Nilakina. <laughs> he said, here, I wrote it down. He said he's an Adonis. He said he's an extraordinary talent and a master blaster. <laughs> <laughs> Clyde, just it was love at first sight for Frazier. Something else I want to talk about from the game tonight, Barry. Yeah. That assistant coach on the Knicks who was going to a wedding right after the game. You know what I'm talking about? No. Royal Ivy sitting behind the Knicks bench in his black uh, bow tie. <laughs> you didn't see that? No, no, I didn't see that. I was what fucking game were you watching, Barry? I was watching the same game as you. <laughs> were you fast-forwarding through everything? I was trying to fast-forward through most <laughs> of uh, the stop time. Yeah. Oh, so you can't talk about Royal Ivy in his... He looked like he was wearing a tuxedo with a black bow tie. Oh, where was KP tonight? I know he wasn't going to play, but I mean... I'm surprised he wasn't there. He's been like, you know, we hear about him being like this big cheerleader at practice. He's there all the time. He's, you know, mentoring the guys. He's involved. And he wasn't even right. he wasn't even there on the sideline. My guess is KP is not going to be doing road trips. Well, if he doesn't do road trips towards the regular season, that's bullshit. And I'll well, be dude, very he has disappointed. To, he's got a lot of training to do. He can't. Oh, give me a break. No, he no. It's going to be a waste of time if he has to spend hours on planes, traveling with luggage, buses then then hours sitting at the games i mean he's gotta he's gotta no. take care of himself barry dude it's been eight months come on you could get on a plane it pissed me off last year when we saw him like that one time at the garden for like five minutes when he came out before a game but like he wouldn't even come to the home games and said he's sitting at home he could have sat there if you're telling me that he's not going to be at the games this year i mean i, I don't think I'll he's let, gonna I'll be let it the... go i'll let it slide for the preseason but I mean, I, I won't. I, I, I'm going to be very disappointed if I don't see him on the side there uh, during the regular season. It, it just won't. It doesn't make sense to me. You need to see him at all the games. Yeah, I do. I well, do. That's un, that's very unreasonable. Based off today's game, Barry. Who who do you, let's talk about who we think should be starting just based off this game. Sure. I think that'll be fun. Okay. Right. So we're picking picking our basically our favorite players to assemble a starting five just off their performances from this game right Fisdale started Lance Thomas Knox Cantor Burke and Hardaway right so we'll start at the center position oh that's that's the that's the only one that's hard for me Cantor okay. played 12 minutes seven points five boards didn't get a lot of time so I know it's hard to do this after this game because nobody played a ton of minutes outside of Knox and Hazonia. But we have we basically the choices for the starting center, Cantor, Robinson. Cornette and Vonley. Maybe Cornette. You're, you're bulked up Cornette. <laughs> Who'd you go with? Cantor played okay, played 12 minutes. Robinson was impressive. Yeah, so, so those two were, were very even for me. Uh, I mean, that's the one spot I can go either way. I'm going to go with Cantor. His 12 minutes... I think we're more 
productive than Robinson's 16 minutes. Okay, just based off tonight, I'm going Robinson. Okay, that's fine. I don't, and I don't have an argument with that. And then at the four, we got who started Lance Thomas going up against, if you wanted to start Knox. I don't know. It's kind of hard to do this. <laughs> I, I No, I, I got Lance in there as well. You're going to keep Lance at the starting lineup. That's correct. He I'm played pretty Lance. good tonight. He played very well. Now, remember, last year, I think he shot like 40% from three, but he really only took like one to two three-pointers a game. You know, it was very rare. Tonight, they have him down as two for three, but there was one that, I mean, I could have sworn was a three. His foot must have been on the line. So I'm giving him three for four, even though it doesn't agree with the box score. Um, but yeah, no, he shot well. He played with confidence. He was a more all-around player tonight. And again, if I'm going off tonight, I'm keeping Lance in there. No interest in Hazonia. He's in my starting five. We didn't get to him yet. Okay. Who do you? So, so who do you got at the four? If we're calling it a four. Um, Why don't you just tell me your starting five? <laughs> <laughs> so, that that right. might be a better way to go about this. Actually. Yeah, especially with, I mean. As I'm saw, realizing like, that a lot of these guys can play at any spot. That's right. I mean, you, you, yeah, you, you, there was some points when you had like these big lineups, these small lineups, guys that were like, you know, could have been, arguably been the same position. So go ahead. Who's your starting five? Here's my starting lineup based off tonight, Barry. And I don't care what anyone says about it. <laughs> it doesn't mean that these guys were the best players tonight, but it, it has something to do with how they played when they were together, as well as having some offense and defense on the floor at the same time. I'm going, based off tonight, Mitchell Robinson at center. Hazonia at the four. Knox at the three. I mean, you can't argue with Knox at the three. And I'm going Trey Burke and Frank in the backcourt. Now, I don't think Frank had a great game, but I loved when I loved the connection that Hazonia and Robinson shared. And I loved the defense that that team came out with in the third quarter when Robinson, Hazonia, Frank and Knox were all on the floor together. Yeah, I mean, Nilakina is a reach for going off tonight. But but Tim Hardaway Jr. was not impressive tonight. No, he's not in my starting five either. So let's hear yours. I've got Burke, Knox, Hazonia, Lance, and Cantor. I feel like Knox and Hazonia, definitely not your prototypical guards. But again, I think the two of them are so capable handling that ball that the five, that, 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 lineup of five guys based off tonight and the way that they play, I think would, would I, I can't say dominate some teams because again, I mean, it's not a great team that we have here. <laughs> okay. Let's be real. But I, I think they can be really effective. Trey Burke, Hazonia, Knox, Lance, and Cantor. And again, and I, and I wouldn't mind substituting Robinson for Cantor either at this point. It was very close for me. Definitely uh, some fun lineups that we saw and that, that you could have fun splashing around. You wouldn't rather see Frank in there instead of Lance? Long term, yeah. But again, if I'm going off tonight, Nilakina did nothing for me. He really didn't. Like He had one good drive to the basket. Like, let's talk offensively. He had one good drive to the basket, and he had a nice knockdown three. That was exciting. Um, I mean, he didn't, he didn't dish the ball particularly well. Um, he wasn't as shut down a defender as he normally is. I mean, maybe I'm putting too much, uh, you know, too much pressure on him. You know, maybe I'm grading him too high because I know the elite defender he can be. But uh, based on tonight, he just he was like a non-factor for me. All right, guys. So it was a big win tonight. One twenty-four, one twenty-one. We're undefeated in the Fizdale era. <laughs> and our next game is against Brooklyn 
on Wednesday. That'll be the second game of our five preseason games. Following Brooklyn, we got New Orleans on Friday, the Wizards next Monday, and the Nets on October 12th. You excited by that schedule, Barry? Uh, yeah, I'm excited that the Knicks are playing. If the Knicks are on the schedule, I'm excited. But, you know, there's something I love about preseason games, and there's something I hate about preseason games. Okay. What do you love about preseason games? I love that we can try a bunch of different lineups, and there's no consequences because the games don't matter. What I hate about the preseason is seeing the final five players at the end of the game, if it's going to be like it was tonight, where there's four minutes left in regulation, and these same five guys stay on the court throughout the entire overtime. Kadeem Allen, Ron Baker, Damian Dotson, Tyrius Walker, and Isaiah Hicks. That's who we have closing out the game in the final minutes and in the entire overtime. So th- that's what I hate. Well, Barry, that, that lineup you just said was pretty much our end of last season. Yeah. Which should tell you how bad that was. All right, guys, that's going to do it for the show tonight. You can reach out to us on Twitter at Life. Email us. It's a hardnickslife at gmail.com. Call us 516-33-MESH1. Our next podcast will be... When's that going to be, Barry? Let's figure it out right now. We got... Oh, okay. I don't have a calendar. Game against Brooklyn on Wednesday. We got one on Friday against New Orleans. Then we play the Wizards again on the 8th, which is next Monday. All right. So we either do... Another Monday night after the Wizards. Hmm. Or we do Monday night after the Wizards game or Sunday night. Hmm. Or we could just do Tuesday night. Oh. Maybe we do that. How's that sound? Sounds great. We got some exciting news. Oh, yeah. Did you hear the news? Yeah, of course I heard the news. Guys, girls, November 2nd, Friday, November 2nd, 8.30 p.m. At a destination to be named later in New York City. That's right. Nick's Film School and SB Nation Posting and Toasting are hosting a viewing party, which is going to include yours truly and Barry. Barry, when I say yours truly, does that mean both of us? No, it just means you. (laughs) It's going to include me and Barry. That's the Hard Nick's Life crew right there. And also the Nick of Time show and Nick's Fan TV. It's going to be a fun night. That's going to be for a Nick's Mavs game viewing party. Right? And what happens when this group gets together, Barry? Absolute shenanigans. By the end of the night, everyone is blacked out. Guaranteed. And Barry has his way with everyone, which is the best part. (laughs) It's not true. Is that a poor, poor joke? It, it is in poor taste. Can I leave that in? Sure. <laughs> what do I? What else do I have to say about this? Nothing. Nothing. Come hang out. Especially Come hang out. Listen, have some. Especially, especially have if some you listen to the show. Yeah, yeah. We'll have a couple of drinks. Yeah. Watch some Knicks Mavs. We'll talk Knicks during the game. You can talk to Barry all you want. I'd prefer if we keep my conversations. You know, on a limited basis. Oh, is that right? Is that right? That's right. (laughs) I just like to be in the corner drinking. Until next time, guys. Barry, is it is it an easy next life? It's not an easy next life, Craig. It's a difficult next life. It's a trying next life. Depressing. Sad is a good one. 
rough. It is a... Uh... No going to the thesaurus on this. <laughs> no thesaurus. I was thinking about it. <laughs> Me too. It's got to come off the top of your head. It is uh, painful. Miserable. Ooh. I'm just reaching down into my soul right now. It's a soul-crushing. 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 Good one. It's embarrassing sometimes. It's pathetic. It is pathetic. It's pitiful. All right, guys, until next time, it is a hard Nick's life. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube. You know when you're listening to a true crime story that has an unbelievable plot twist that makes you stop in your tracks? That's what our podcast, People Are the Worst, brings you with each episode. I'm Rachel. And I'm Rebecca. We're identical twins who love true crime cases that make you say, didn't see that coming, and we hate the people responsible for them. Listen to People Are the Worst now on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts.